Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Coming up after the break, we get the excitement started for baseball opening day. Catch up with the Nashville Predators as they took on the Wild this past weekend. And of course, the Super Duper Sweet 16 and Elite 8. So stay with us, friends, because Sports 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 is next. And welcome back, folks. It's that time of the year again. The air is crisp. The height is electric as opening day is upon us. Thanks for joining us once again on another exciting episode of Sports, Sports, Sports. For those new to the program, don't be shy. We don't bite. Our program's designed to provide you with sports facts and news with less of all the opinion stuff. If you hear something you like, let us know. Email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com and stay tuned to the end of the show where I thank all of my friends and family and everyone else who comments, likes, shares, and whatnot this podcast. So let's get started with baseball. This week is the start of the season. My favorite sports holiday opening day is just around the corner. First day of the season is March 29th and that includes a slew of great games including Cubs Marlins at 1240, Cardinals Mets and Pirates Tigers at 1, Twins Orioles at 3, Astros Rangers, that's the all-Texas matchup, and the Yankees and Blue Jays at uh, 3.30, Angels, Athletics, Brewers, Padres, Phillies, Braves, Nationals, Reds, that Boston team, and the Rays, they all play at 4. White Sox, Royals, that's 4.15. Uh, Giants, Dodgers, that's a good one. That's at primetime at 7, plus the Indians, Mariners, and Rockies, Diamondbacks, both at 10. Whew, expect some high-flying, hard-hitting baseball. Coming to the season, everyone can guess who is or isn't going to succeed. While I can't predict the future, I can tell you that this season is full of contenders. For the AL, keep your eyes peeled on the Yankees and that Boston team in their race for the AL East. Both teams have a strong core of players and manage to load up in free agency. Yankees are combining superstar Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge. It harkens back to the days of Mantle and Maris. The AL Central Indians look to be competitive once again with little competition in the division. For the West, the Astros will be looking to repeat, and boy, do they look good once again. This is a team I would be afraid to play with in Dark Alley, including Altuve, who's leading the charge um, for that squad. But the rest of the AL West is strong, too. Rangers, Angels, any one of them can sneak into the wild card slot on any given season. As for the NL, nobody... Is uh, nobody in the East seems to be close to competing with the Nationals. The Cubbies are looking strong in the Central, though I would be curious to see if the Brewers have another successful season. The NL West, as usual, is going to be the talk of the league with the Dodgers and Giants usually fighting for top spot. Diamondbacks and Rockies could be in the mix as well following last year's uh, production. Uh, Dodgers are still in a league of their own, though, from a production and salary cap standpoint. But regardless, they're still seeking their first World Series since 1988. We'll have more on baseball next week as games get underway. We're going to move quickly into the world of professional basketball. So our NBA game of the week was a rematch of the game we spoke about in our last episode, the Rockets and the Pelicans. Rockets, of course, dominated the Pelicans in the last matchup, and this time again, they took the W. The score was 114-91. to That was without Chris Paul in the lineup. He was benched with some hamstring soreness. James Harden, of course, is the game's leading scorer with 27 points. Rockets continue to make other teams look bad as they won 25 of their last 26 games. And for the Pels... This loss positions them in sixth and continues to raise questions about what kind of playoff team they're going to be. And while we're at the, the talk of the standings, 
We're going to chat about that a little bit. The Rockets on top of the hill, 59-14. Warriors still in second, but not looking strong with Durant, Curry, Thompson all sitting out. Plus, Draymond Green has the flu. Uh, they're the only two in the West have clinched, and the rest of the conference is kind of in a stalemate. Trailblazers 10 games behind them for third. OKC right there at four. Those two teams play tonight, so it might be even closer or further from each other at the by the time that this airs. Pelicans Spurred tied for fifth. Timberwolves at seven. Jazz playing a tune at eight. Nuggets are just outside playoff contention behind Utah by a game. And then the two LA teams bringing up their year. The rear, Kings, Mavs, Grizzlies, and Suns, they've all been eliminated. On to the Eastern Conference standing. Raptors, they're number one, 54-19, followed by the Celtics on four and a half games behind. Uh, then Cleveland's at 44-29. All three of those have already clinched. 76ers, they're looking good, um, and they're sitting pretty at number four. Pacers hanging out at fifth, Wizards flying high at sixth, and tied for seventh is Miami and Milwaukee. This leaves the Pistons and Hornets a few games out of the playoffs. Knicks, Bulls, Nets, Magic, Hawks, they'll be playing golf early this year as they are not in the postseason. Now moving on to the league's most talked about player, LeBron James. The watch continues, and it continues to captivate the nation. Fans of the show have been writing in after last week's episode, and they seem to think that LeBron's on his way to L.A., but recent reports have discussed the possibility of him joining the league's hottest team, both figuratively and literally. The Houston Rockets, fresh off a dominant season, may look to add the superstar to their roster. For that to happen, though, they'd have to gut that roster, including dumping Eric Garden and P.J. Tucker. Uh, they'd still have to re-sign Chris Paul as well, and even LeBron might have to take a pay cut for this to work. It depends for LeBron if it's more about winning than it is getting paid at this point. And most recently, Cleveland's been making a strong push. They put up some new billboards in Akron that says to LeBron, a nice little statement, says, no place like home. LeBron, of course, growing up in Akron, Ohio, just a hop, skip, and a jump outside of Cleveland. Now, losing a quality player can hurt a team, but what about hurting? What about losing your coach? The Cavaliers are feeling the sting right now as head coach Tyron Lue had to step away at, for an indefinite period of time as he recovers from a mysterious illness. In a recent statement, the head coach states that he was having chest pains and other troubling symptoms combined by a loss of sleep throughout the year. Uh, Lue pulled himself from the Cavs game against the Bulls. That was last Saturday and left Larry Drew to lead the squad. Now, Drew's led Cleveland to victories over the Bucks, Raptors, Suns, and Nets. And the latest reports seem to point that Lou will be returning before the season comes to an end. All right, friends, that ends the first part of their show. I'm going to take a 30-second power nap, but when we return, hockey time as well. Uh, let's discuss the NHL playoff picture and just what the heck is happening in Las Vegas this year. Oh, plus the NCAA update. we got to talk about that. So that's right after this. Don't move a muscle because sports, sports, sports is next. Hello, I'm Nick Drago, executive producer and host of Sports Sports Sports. As you can see, we don't have anyone to fill our current ad space, which is a real shame. If you have some kind of advertisement you want on the air, contact me directly at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. At this point, we will literally include anything you want on the air within reason. And since we don't have a large number of subscribers, I'm willing to do it for free. So remember, that email again is sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Contact us for more, and let's get back to the show.
and welcome back. Let's discuss some hockey. Game of the week this week was the Predators and Wild. Preds gearing up for another deep playoff run with Minnesota in the running as well. This game was a doozy. Nashville ultimately losing. Final score 4-1. to one. Nashville started off early with a goal by Ryan Johansson, but Minnesota took over the scoring in the second and third periods. They scored two goals in each. Nashville, they had a long week this week. They played the Sabres Monday. Leaves on Thursday, and as of this recording, they're battling the Jets in another star-studded matchup. So this team's resilient, but hopefully they're not too gassed before the season comes to an end. Another big matchup from the weekend slew of games is the Golden Knights and the Avalanche. Now, the Avs have been pushing hard for playoff contention, and it showed in this outing. They squeaked it out 2-1 to one in a shootout victory. Colorado fans, you can send your thank yous to Gabriel Landeskog. Uh, he got the game-winning goal against Marc-Andre Fleury in the shootout. And if you're looking for a rematch, have no fear, my friends. These two teams play each other once again on Monday. Now, the Golden Knights, they have the distinction of not only being the first-ever professional sports franchise to be based in Las Vegas, but they're also the conference regular season champion in their first season. Far and away, this is the best record of an NHL expansion team ever. The last new team to play this well was the 1994 Panthers. They finished one game under 500 and eventually made the Stanley Cup Finals a few, season late, few seasons later. Even when compared to other expansion success stories, such as the 77-win LA Angels, 33-win Chicago Bulls, and 7-9 Carolina Panthers, there's no other team that's come even close in their first season. Good old LV, they sit at 47 wins currently and could be sprinting towards Lord Stanley, so keep an eye on them as the season comes to a close. The rest of the Western Conference is shaping up like this. Nashville, they're the only team to have clinched at 106 points uh, in the Central. That division has Winnipeg just behind them, and of course Minnesota. Avalanche are two points behind them in the first wildcard slot. And St. Louis, they're a point behind them for the other slot. Vegas leads the Pacific at 101, followed by the Sharks and Ducks. Now it's important to note the logjam between the Ducks, Blues, and Kings. All three are at 89 points as of this recording, but only two of them will make it into the playoffs unless someone else suddenly falls in the standings. Taking a look at the East, we have the Capitals uh, leading the Metro at 95. Penguins three points behind them, and the Blue Jackets on a hot streak. They're in the third shot. Third, third slot, not shot. Third slot. Philly, after a loss to Pittsburgh today, they're holding the first wildcard slot. And New Jersey, they're three points ahead of the Florida Panthers for the other slot. Tampa Bay, they lead the Atlantic at 106. Bruins a close second at 102. And Toronto, they're third with 97. Now that leaves us with some interesting playoff matchups. First off, Lightning would be facing off with New Jersey. They've played well. They've played three times this year. And the Devils, they've won all three. Bruins and Toronto is in a classic original six matchup. Capitals-Flyers, the I-95 series, which the Flyers lead. And a matchup separated by only three hours of driving. The Blue Jackets and the Penguins. On to the west, we would have hot meets cold as Las Vegas faces the Avalanche. And the all-Cali battle between the Sharks and the Ducks. The most musical of all matchups, that's Nashville taking on the Blues. And finally, the Tundra series between Winnipeg and Minnesota. I'm not sure about you, but I'm all jazzed up for postseason play. Now, in recent years, the thoughts of the Chicago Blackhawks, the thought of them missing the playoffs, would be sheer ridiculousness. But this season, that thought becomes a reality. The Hawks have made nine straight playoff appearances. That streak officially ends this year as they miss out on a chance to dance with Lord Stanley for the first time since 2008. Now, during that time, the team won three championships in 2010, 2013, and 2015. Some may point to the loss of goaltender Corey Crawford in January as the linchpin to this disastrous season, or the fact that they played in the league's toughest division. Regardless of the reasons, the Blackhawks are still positioned with a strong core and a very nice high draft pick to help lead the team next year. And for those curious, the Blackhawks, their nine-year streak was second most in the league behind the Penguins, who are about to reach the playoffs in their third straight season. Before we take another break, the current league leaders, 
Really tight race right now between Nikita Kucherov of the Lightning and Connor McDavid of the Oilers for total points. Currently, McDavid's at 96. Kucherov at 95. Within striking distance is Avalanche center Nathan McKinnon and Penguin star of Genny Malkin at 92. Leading goals is Ovechkin at 44. Only two in his last five games have allowed Patrick Lane of the Jets to play catch-up with 43. And Malkin's also sitting at 42. Carter Hutton still leading goals against average and save percentage for goaltending. Marc-Andre Fleury is uh, bringing up the rear. He's very close to catching up with Carter Hutton. Whew. Okay, you ice rats, that's enough about hockey. We're going to move to the NCAA tournament talk, and then we'll discuss Jason Pierre-Paul, that trade to the Bucks, plus the Oakland Athletics parking situation for next season gets interesting. So get some ice cream in a blanket, because sports, sports, sports. We'll be right back. Hi, Nick Drago again. It looks as though none of you have contacted me yet to advertise through our podcast. Should I say this again? Sports 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 is literally offering free advertising as we work to build up our viewership. I don't care if my mom's the only one who listens to this podcast. I need to have something present during these breaks, and I'll advertise anything within reason. So if you or a friend would like to have your advertisement present on our show, please contact me at sportsreexpodcast at gmail.com. I'll be waiting patiently at my computer. And we're back. The NCAA tournament continues to captivate the country as we are officially down to our final four. Lots of college ball occurred this weekend, a few surprises, and a lot of fun. So let's get to the remaining teams. Looking at the bracket, we see Michigan outlasted Florida State 58-54. That's another close call after they barely beat Houston in the second round. Hopefully Loyola paid attention because this team is vulnerable. By the way, can we talk about Loyola Chicago? They came out of nowhere to make it to their second ever final four. They're only the fourth 11 seed to do so. No team lower than 11 has made it this far and the last one to do was VCU in 2011. Now they will have a chance to be the lowest seed ever to make it to the national championship game. Uh, This school hasn't made it to the tourney since 1985 and many were surprised to find that they won the whole thing back in 1963. Other teams that won this weekend Villanova beat Texas Tech in yet another dramatic victory. Um, lastly is Kansas. They outlasted Duke after they hit a last second three pointer to send the game into OT. They then won it 85 to 81 at this time. I'd like to pull all my friends out there to find out who they think is going to be the eventual national champion. So let us know your thoughts at sports reacts podcast at gmail.com. One of the biggest free agent signings in this, in major league baseball this year was Japanese superstar Shohei Otane. Uh, They were calling this guy the Japanese Babe Ruth because not only is he a phenomenal hitter, but he's also a really good pitcher. The Angels, they took a chance on the prospect by signing him to play in Los Angeles, but Otani doesn't really seem to be the angel they were looking for. Thus far in the spring, he's allowed nine hits and nine runs in two and a half innings, and in regards to his swing, he's only hit three for 28 with nine strikeouts and three walks. Needless to say, the youngster is not panning out Uh, the way that they thought he would, and may have to wind up working on his fundamentals in the minors. Otani has come over with much hype, but it will not make a lick of difference if he doesn't perform. Now, on Friday, the Nevada State Athletic Commission hit star boxer Canelo Alvarez with a temporary suspension after testing positive to a banned substance that I personally have no business trying to pronounce. Clenbuterol? Clenbuterol? 
whatever. Regardless, Alvarez was supposed to have a rematch with middleweight champion Gennady Golovkin, a.k.a. Triple G. That match was going to be on May 5th, but now with this current ban, it may not occur at all. Alvarez will have a hearing with the Athletic Commission to determine his status. That's on April 10th. Canelo's record is currently 49-1-2, with one of those two draws coming against Golovkin in their previous match. That was this past September. On Sunday, it was reported that New York, the New York football giants would be trading defensive end Jason Pierre-Paul to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. JPP has spent his entire career making the Giants look good. He helped them win the Super Bowl in 2011, and he's one of only three Giants players to have over 16 sacks in a single season. That company includes Michael Strahan and the great Lawrence Taylor. In 2015, though, he lost half of his hand in a firework incident on the 4th of July. Famously stating that he didn't need a hand to make a tackle, he continued to play for half of that season with a giant club made of wrapping on his arm. He continued to be a top performer for New York, but was never the same player. Tampa Bay states that his resiliency is what attracted him to their club, and they were willing to give up two draft picks this year to bring him in. During his introductory press conference, JPP became emotional when asked about his accident and stated that it made him unstoppable. This story was requested by some of our fans, and I'm sure they wish Mr. Pierre-Paul the best on his new journey. And lastly, on a more humorous note, the Oakland Athletics announced a new pricing plan for the San Francisco Giant fans living in the Bay Area looking to park at the Coliseum for exhibition games. Parking for A's fans is now going to cost $30. Season ticket holders will only cost $10. And fans of the Giants, well, it's going to cost you guys $50. But not to worry, San Fran fans. The Oakland A's president, Dave Cavell, did say that any Giants fan who yells, Go A's in the parking lot, will be charged the general $30 fee. Now, when asked if this was a joke, Cavill states that this is real, and it's a discount compared to the $75 being charged to, to park at San Francisco games. Hopefully, he, we hear a response from the Giants very soon. Ah, yes. Now, it's that special time to highlight my alma mater. Many schools have D1 programs and a lot of love. The University of, of Hartford However, struggles in a market saturated by UConn, Quinnipiac, Yale, Sacred Heart, and CCSU. For that reason, I've chosen to devote a little bit of my time promoting Hartford sports. And with a great big caw I wish the Hawks women's lacrosse team a wonderful inaugural season. They took a loss to Albany. That was on Saturday. It was a tough bout, opening up conference play. It eventually ended with a score of 23-9. The Great Danes scored 19 times before Hartford could get onto the scoreboard. U-Hart's record thus far is 1-6 as they look to change up their season with a match against New Hampshire next weekend. Hopefully the girls can turn it around as they have plenty more time to play catch-up. Best of luck, Lady Hawks. Now on to my favorite segment of the show. It's our Athlete of the Week. Last week was Mikhail Bridges from Villanova, who, by the way, has not contacted us about receiving his trophy. This week, our athlete is none other than baseball star Bryce Harper. Bryce Bryce Baby has been playing for the Washington Nationals now since 2010 when they took him number one uh, in the draft. At 25 years old, Harper already has a Hall of Fame pedigree that includes five all-star appearances, an MVP award in 2015, a Silver Slugger, and was Rookie of the Year in his first season. While he has brought this team back into relevance, the Nationals have yet to win a single playoff series. Bryce's contract is expiring very soon. Perhaps their window is closing along with it. Bryce, feel free to stop by our studio anytime, be on a show, have a drink, pick up your trophy... Whatever, man. And now we round out our show with Mail Time, which is where you, the viewer, can ask me, the host, anything you want regarding sports, general randomness, and myself. Since we have no mail pouring in, uh, I will use this time to continue promoting the Sports 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 podcast. So the more fans out there that participate, the more fun I get to have on the show. So please like, comment, subscribe, shoot us an email with questions, comments, funny jokes, really anything you want me to read on the air. 
within reason, of course. Also, anyone that would like to be involved with the Sports 3X Podcast can email me as well. The email address for all those things and more is sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. My favorite comment from the week came from the young gun Jamie Grum, who basically cleared his whole schedule to listen to us and made it very clear to his friends on Facebook. And of course, for a very special thanks, uh, for there's so many people to thank this week. Um, first, I'm going to say thank you to the creator of our logo and our content creator, my fiance, Johanna Albert. And the music for this podcast, of course, is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in our show notes. Shout out to some of the subscribers and fans this week, including our highest ranking fans, Mary Kay Albert and Lori Drago, aka my mom, for once again sharing us on Facebook. The Albert family also requested that I talk about Jason Pierre Paul on our show, so thank you for helping us provide more content that you all want to hear. Our fans this week, uh, other fans this week, I'm sorry, include Shelby Irwin, Jorge Pajares, the rapping CPA, Drew Carrick. Thanks for liking us on Facebook, gang. Also, can't forget our newest YouTube subscriber, Brendan O'Keefe. Plus, my dog Catalina Wine Mixer, who made me very sad by gaining more likes in 10 minutes on social media than anything Sports 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 has produced. Ouch. If you want a special thank you or a shout out, all you have to do, like, subscribe, or share on our podcast. Guys, it's so easy. All right, before we end the show, quick glimpse at the games for this upcoming week. Continuation and conclusion of the NCAA tournament, of course, at the next weekend. Wild and Predators, their rematch Tuesday. Panthers, Maple Leafs, that's on Wednesday this week. And for the NBA, Pelicans, tra Falcon, Pelicans Trailblazers on the 27th. Don't forget about those opening day matchups. That's this coming Thursday, the 29th. Guys, you can literally sit down and watch baseball from 12 in the afternoon to 1 a.m. on the East Coast. And I honestly think that that is amazing so don't forget like comment share email do a backflip hire a skywriter to let everyone know out there that sports 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 is here listen to us our email once again is sports3xpodcast at gmail.com find us on youtube soundcloud itunes and of course google play once again i'm nick drago thanks for coming by and have a nice day friends <laughs>